0: I'm Russ Kickle, and welcome to another episode of American Reef, where today we're going to take a unique look at Sanjay's 500-gallon reef tank. So, when I say unique, what I mean a unique look is, you know, there have been many videos done on Sanjay's 500 gallon reef tank. You know, we've done many videos here on our YouTube channel, and um, actually, one of the ones that I think is probably the best one is actually done by reef builders probably maybe six ish months ago by Jake Adams. Um, where he did uh, an absolutely stunning job at capturing the the reef tank of what I believe what it looks like in person. Um, And he also captured like a good bit of the stories behind the corals, etc. And um, and, and so when you look at that tank, right, a lot of video has been done kind of capturing it, the life support systems, etc., But nobody's ever actually done one where you catch some of the bioluminescence. And that is what's on today's video. And it's funny how this story or this video actually came to be. Um, And I give all that credit actually to Mike Paletta. He was actually at Sanjay's and they were kind of doing their thing. And um, I guess he always pesters Sanjay on, hey, let's turn those blue lights on. And we know that Sanjay's not a big fan fan of, of the blue lights and I guess one day he actually got him to hit the blue lights on and um, after he had left Sanjay's house that day, I think he may have been 10 feet out of the driveway when I got a call and uh, I heard nothing but uh, basically a child on Christmas morning, Right, the excitement of Mike that day um, and the rest is history so to speak and you will see that on today's video. Um, before we actually bring up the, uh, the interview, um, the premise of the interview is basically um, that tank has been up and running for well over 11 years. And, um, and Mike basically talks to Sanjay about what he has done over those 11 years and um, you know, basically you know, things that he's done to avoid kind of that old tank syndrome. And you'll see basically somewhere midstream where you'll see a lot of the bioluminescence and then I kind of scatter it all throughout. Um, You know, again, it's it's really just a a beautiful tank and I'm sure you'll appreciate it. Um, Some things uh, before we actually bring up that video, again, if you haven't checked out the bulk roof supply videos, uh, this week they did a BRS Investigates and they did it on T5 light bulbs. Um, When should you replace them? Again, <laughs> excellent videos, right? Because there's a lot of videos of, of hey you should replace them, you know, every six months, every eight months, every 12 months, that sort of thing. Well they actually put it to the test and they got to measure par values, spectrum, etc. And again, they put fact versus you know what you hear you should do. And again, especially if you're a T5 owner, worth watching. As well, premium aquatics released another set of videos on coral washing. So, again, both very, uh, very good resources. Check them out on the YouTube channels. Again, Bulk Reef Supply and Premium Aquatics. Again, if you're looking for, uh, again, great marine products, you can always check out the Tunze products because, again, we know that they are built to last as all Tunze products are. And what separates them between any other reef products, at least that I've found out, is usually out of the box, all Tunze products have two-year warranties, right? And you just just don't find that in most other products you get. So again, if you're looking for any kind of reef product, check out the Tansy products. And then lastly, if you're looking for what I consider one of the best foods on the planet, check out American Reefs HPD. Uh, And you can find that at AmericanReefHPD.com.
1: We're here to right. celebrate the pretty much the 10-year anniversary of this tank. Yeah, it's, it's actually almost, a little over than 10 years, yeah, it's but years now. it's gone through a lot of ups and downs in that for whatever reason things have been wiped out and back and forth, but you can see he's got it back to the brilliance and the productivity that he once had it at. He's moved some stuff out that he didn't like. Uh, I was here in November and he was cleaning things out and then I came back in December and it looked like he hadn't touched the tank because everything had grown in already. As we mentioned in the the previous video, nobody grows corals faster and healthier than Sanjay does. Hmm. Uh, The only shortcoming he has, he doesn't run enough blue light, so you can't see the real colors of the corals. Sure, you can't. But other than that, (laughs) that's
0: just it. You see the color, right? You don't see the color. No,
1: what's interesting, though, is like on this Oregon tort, he got this tort from another tank, and when he originally got it, it was a pale, Pale purplish blue. It didn't look anything the same, and over the course of six, seven months, it's turned into the exact same exact color, same as, the color. One, as the other one.
2: Right.
1: Which is rather interesting. Someone who gets to see it every month or two to see that because it's a huge colony. The other funny thing is when he got it, it had no branches <laughs> on it because they were selling off all the branches. It was basically a ball of Oregon tort. Now it actually starting to look like a tort because it has branches again. Right. So, and Sanjay, as I said, grows them faster than anyone. And this coral looks stressed, but it's back to being fully healthy again. And as you can see in here, Pretty much everything is as healthy as you could want corals to be. And for most of us, this is what you want your tank to look like. And after 10 years, Sanjay really hasn't had the old tank syndrome. He's wiped out a few times. Once. Twice. Well that was a continuous one for like a year. Well, then. that was a whole <laughs> yeah. flatworm
2: problem. Flatworm problem, <laughs> I temperature flatworm. problem. It, problem. You you those problem. problem. No, no,
1: I didn't give him the acro eating flatworms. No. no. he didn't no. give
2: me those. No, I, nor
1: did I make his uh, controller not alert him when the temperature went to ninety <laughs> degrees. So I I can be blamed for a lot. Okay. Sanjay is not my ex-wife, so he can't blame me for too much.
0: <laughs> so, uh, no, you can't even talk now. <laughs> So 10 years, all right. Plus? Yeah,
2: it's 2006, six, November is when it was set up. Okay. So it's 11 years. Would you do it again? Do it again? Do
0: you know how? You know I mean, how I'm you still get, doing it. You, yeah. But when you... But when you get married it's always the you know in your 10th anniversary hey one wife
2: is year. enough for me i'm not like mike right. yeah go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we're gonna we're gonna
1: we're gonna get it some is. we're gonna get some facebook messages on this one
0: <laughs> so, so you're still doing it and the question was, would you do it with this again would you do it bigger smaller or... no
2: i wouldn't go bigger
0: so, okay. no so you,
2: no do... if i was younger i would make that mistake but yeah I, I was it, younger I would...
1: and i made that mistake i went with a 1200 The best tank I ever had was the 540 I had. That's why I'm doing another 500. To me, this is the perfect size tank. You can manage it.
2: Yeah, I've reached the point where I would call Tony now to help out every time I have to do anything major with this tank. And but I have a new
1: young wife who still has good eyes, <laughs> so she can be lowered into the tank to take care of stuff.
0: So, so you both need younger individuals. Well, as we all know, the
1: hobby is a young man's hobby. We've gotten smarter, though. Sanjay has his tank, so basically everything can be maintained outside. My new tank... Unlike my current 300, where I have to be like a 17-year-old gymnast to work on the stuff inside, right. everything is going to be moved away. Sanjay has shed the light on me, make it easier for yourself as you get older, so that you can take care it's of harder. it. It's harder to take care yeah, of. Yeah, really the rule in the whole hobby is, the easier things are to do, the more likely you are to do them. So in the new yeah. tank, I'm going to do it like Sanjay does, the skimmer's going to be away so I can clean it more easily, water changes are going to be easier, maintaining the tank and affecting the pumps and everything is going to be easier. I'm making it easier on myself. Is it going to be as aesthetically pleasing as my current tank? I hope so. It's going to take time for the corals to grow in and fill in. But that's one of the things I Two noticed. Two years.
2: Two years. Old Two times. years. Two? Two.
1: Years old. Yeah, but we're getting old. Two years is a long time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But one of the things I noticed on Sanjay's tank, uh, looking back on pictures before I came up, is actually how little live rock he has in here and how much the corals have filled in every spot. Right, right. I mean, there's not... This is a 500 gallon tank. It doesn't have probably 250, 300 pounds no, of live rock. I
2: started with about 2 200.
1: Yeah. So right. and I've removed a few more pieces over, over the, the years.
2: years. Right.
1: Yeah. And that, that's interesting, considering when when we all started, the rule was two pounds of live rock per gallon. Right. Then it went down to one now, pound. I can't imagine a thousand pounds of live rock in here. No. Right. So so mm-hmm. now you're you're talking about two fifths of a pound Right. Per gallon.
0: I mean, you know. And now, do you still have the live rock in the sump?
2: There's a few pieces that I removed from here Mm -hmm. that I
0: just threw threw into the sump. So you still have it in the system, not in
2: the. Yeah, it's all covered with sponges and it's, you know, it's not in a state where I can even bring it back in here.
1: Right.
2: It's full of aptasia and sponges.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing how many aptasia can live in the the (laughs) sump of a tank. Yeah. No, and that's what's interesting is how many fish you have. But you have like a, the Mularai butterfly over there, and I can see no, him picking at stuff. The, that's the uh, marginalis. Marginalis, sorry, the marginalis butterfly, and you can see it picking at the rocks, making sure there's no aptasia or anything else in here.
2: Yeah, that single fish took out every aptasia from here, and keeps it aptasia-free.
1: One fish. One fish.
2: Yeah. Nice. yeah. But if you look at my sump, mm-hmm. and you look at the back of my tank, mm-hmm. you'll see aptasia. Or you look it. in the overflows, yeah. anywhere where he's not. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And that's
1: aptasia pretty much everywhere. in every tank. Like, I had those. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: you had the fowl. I, no, and I, I had the blue Anthilia that was mm-hmm. killing everything. It's not Anthilia, there's a the name for it, I can't remember. The little blue clove polypies. Yeah, it was all over everything. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the uh, regal angelfish found that he liked it. It's all gone now. But in the other tank, connected to it, it's still there. So, all you gotta do is find one fish that eats the right. pests. Right. Yeah,
2: the Lenardi loves bristle worm.
1: Yeah, that's why wow. I, have a, uh, I have a green bird <laughs> wrasse that does the same thing.
2: I'll take some bristle worms from my overflow <laughs> box in the sump, big ones, and I'll throw them in there, and he just <laughs> swallows them
1: all. And you can also see his schools of antheists. There's lots of the uh, ribosquamas. You can see all the orange females swimming around with one male. Yep. The Lenardi, the perioculatars, a uh, multifaciatus, a bunch of different tangs, a bunch of different damsels. Yeah, there's there's other... There's a pair of
2: shepardi in here. There's a pair of golden angels in here, which you never see because they're always, they're very cryptic fish. They always stay hidden in the back somewhere. see them once in a while. But it's kind of nice. I have 64 fish in here. And you wouldn't wouldn't know that. No. You only know it when
1: they feed. When the feeder comes on, everybody comes out. Right. Right.
2: But yeah, there's 64 fish in here. I like them smaller, and I like a lot of them. Right. Yeah. And like fish that occupy all niches in my tank. There's, like, I threw some fish in here that I'll probably never see, ever. <laughs> These little circus gobies, they call mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are the most cryptic fish.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I put four of them in here. I don't see any of them. And I'm sure when I tear down my tank, I'll find them. <laughs> You'll be seventy by then, and that'll be your kids tearing down the tank. So. Then we go, Dad, look what I found. As long as Tony is not 70, I'm still okay.
0: (laughs) And Rosanna, you you heard how this works. So you have a 10-year-old tank. Mm -hmm. Roughly
1: 500 plus gallons. How big is the sump?
2: I've never siphoned the sand. I've never siphoned the sump, ever.
1: Ever. Ever. Which is amazing
2: and So there's a ton of detritus in here. A ton of detritus in the sump. Some of it, the fish just. Uh, yeah, you can see here to, to blow some more off. That's the Lenardi doing his
1: thing today. Right. But it's, do you think that him keeping the sand stirred up has helped keep detritus from settling right. in and I, allowed to be blown out in the water column, settle in the sump? Could be. Could
0: yeah, be. You don't, I was going to say you don't have filter socks or anything. I don't like run that. filter
1: socks. Right. No. And you don't have any other no. sand sifters in here but the yeah. Lenardi, not that you need any more.
2: Well, yeah, the, the femininist will pick up sand and throw it around. Yeah, but he's but a little fish a this big. It's not like it's going <laughs> to. No. He's not like the Lenardi. He's not doing damage like the Lenardi, see.
1: Yeah, you can see all the particulates. But do you think some of that particulates also helping to feed the corals as well? I think so, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, some of the smaller stuff. Now what,
1: what size small. substrate was this when you put it in? Because this is the same. You haven't added any more over the years either. No.
2: Uh, it was that, what are the finest stuff that, that CaribSea makes?
0: Oolite. Oh, it was a, a CaribSea Oolite caribbean live. Oolite. Yeah. The
1: live sand?
2: And
0: that's light yeah. anyway. I
2: mean, that's Yeah. <laughs> so when I first put it in and turned my pumps on, it just blew away from here. <laughs> Everywhere it was blown away. So I let it blow away, and then I added coarser sand here. That blew away, and then I just started throwing rubble here. And you can still see bare spots. This is all
1: from the water circulation blowing sand away. Yeah. And what what's the oldest coral in here now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, all oh, pretty e-
1: old. You know, I mean, the, 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 all, the the acros, all the acros. All the acros are new. They are five years old. Okay.
2: The oldest acro in here would be five years old. Because yeah. back when remember when Miami Mac? Now it was 2006, 2000, somewhere there. Six or no, seven. No, no, not six. No, 2010. 10, okay, so yeah. 7 10 or years 11, ago. 10 or 11, yeah. so 5, 6 years ago when my tank went through this whole problem of overheating and then the flatworm issues. I just took all the acros out and restarted with the acros. Right. But some of the other stuff in here, that's been here forever. Yeah. Like this little guy, this guy here, not <laughs> this, little little guy. Guy. <laughs> this little guy. This little guy.
1: Basketball
0: anymore. in the middle. Not, the not size of a
2: anymore, dive. but... <laughs> That was the size of a dime when I got it from Jake Adams when he was an undergraduate student studying in South Carolina. I went to give a talk and uh, he then took me to see the lab and he gave me two pieces of coral. One disappeared somewhere over the years, but this one survived. Uh And you can see how big it is now. That's the only reason I have it in the tank. All my corals have good memories associated with them. So that's Jake's coral. I wanted it to grow bigger than Jake's head.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: You're halfway there.
1: How old is the uh, pavona, the green? That's not very old. That's probably only two, three years old. Okay, but it's growing yeah. really fast.
2: Yeah, that was my other goal was to get a nice big ball of pavona cactus.
1: Yeah, it's getting there. But you got the uh, grafted cap. Yep, that one over. came from you. Yep. Right. So yeah, but what's like, interesting, if you will notice that, it's lost yeah. the bright green color yeah, that it had in the yeah, other and tank. Yeah,
2: and, and that only happened the last, what, three four weeks ago? Yeah, all of a
1: sudden, it just lost went the bright, from vivid greenness. Bright green to this dull green looking thing. Yeah. and a couple of his other montipores have yeah, also uh, lost all their all vividness. Yeah, all the other green
2: other green montes did the same thing.
1: But, but he didn't the, add anything new or change anything dramatic that we could come up with, like lighting or additives or alkalinity. No. Some of the usual.
2: I mean, yeah. the acro, the green acros are fine.
1: Right.
2: So it's something to do with the Monty's and Even this side cap was much bright greener. Yeah. It's kind of gone dull.
1: Hmm.
2: It'll <clears throat> come back someday, I hope.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll never know what the real reason is. Right.
1: Uh, and you haven't really had any major pests in here, like acre flatworms or. Well,
2: that one time. I mean, yeah, the after. I lived with it for the first five, six years of my tank. Right. But after I reset that, then pretty much they have all gone. Occasionally I'll get red bugs, but those are easy to get rid of. Uh,
1: but I've only found red bugs be problematic if the corals are stressed. If they're not stressed, they just sort of hang out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they don't really do much. No. I mean, maybe if you have small frags, they can... Yeah, they can damage those. When you have the big corals, I mean, they don't do anything. Yeah, I get rid of them just in case I have to give frags to Mike and I don't give it to him. So I kind of get rid of them. I,
1: I dip everything. <laughs> I dip everything you give me anyway, Sanjay. <laughs> I, it's a two-way street.
2: So yeah, there hasn't been any other yeah. major pests. like I said, except for these remittance that are everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: then as far as the... Ten years old, what about equipment? What's the oldest piece of equipment that you have? Is it the skimmer? Uh, the skimmer. So the skimmer. He had one of his the grad homemade. students build it, didn't No, you? I built it Oh, myself. you built that yourself? Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I thought you were going to rebuild it because it was all put together.
2: It's being, it's being held together with the hippo putty.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: that's right. Because we talked about that the last time.
2: Yeah. It's, and it's still so
1: being held by me, yeah, by buddy. Yeah. You were supposed to yeah. build a new one over the summer. I didn't do it. It's building a plastic box, Sonja. Yes. You're a, it's, it's working. not the You're point. an engineer. It's this should be easy. It's not a priority. It's working. <laughs>
2: that's
1: right. You want to
2: come home and yeah. there's a flood and it's yeah,
1: it's, it's not working, working anymore. Fine. It's working fine. Well, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's the oldest piece of equipment. That equipment is by twenty. I built it when we moved into this house and I had my 180.
1: Right. Oh, so that was the same right. skimmer that was on the 180? Yeah. You didn't up it for the 500?
2: People, everybody said that's not going to be enough for your 500. I said, you guys are all wrong. I'll prove you wrong. And I'm still running it. Decades later, plural. Yeah. You got your
1: money out of that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, with so many fish, you're feeding this three, four times a day?
2: Depends.
1: Well, if you have to be here, obviously, right. for one.
2: At least twice a day. OK. Once is automatically fed. So I have an automatic feeder that dumps pellets in here. I like my fish to be eating pellets. Cause it makes it so much easier when you travel, and I travel. Um, and then I, when I come back from work, I'll put in uh, frozen foods. So at least they get fed twice a day, sometimes three times a day.
1: Yeah. Um, now, your fish all keep their colors, so I have to assume you're doing something, because a lot of fish tend to fade over time. No, They're get, not getting nutrition. I've
2: not had issues with fish fading colors.
1: No, but even your wrasses have kept their colors.
2: Yeah, generally. The most part. I, mean, I don't have any issues with them
1: fading. No, but like your red-headed yeah. Rass, which has a tendency to really just... Mm. No, he's bright red. He's bright red and he's yeah. thriving in here. He's right. like, How long have you
2: had him? A year, year and a half? When did you get him from me, Tony? Tony found him in some store
1: in Pennsylvania. Oh, at least four and a half, five years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not, you had him upstairs, though. For I a had long. him upstairs for yeah. a long time. Okay.
2: Because I was afraid to put him in here with a Linardi. Yeah. And uh, then I... He was getting cramped in there. 29 gallons was too small for that red hat. Yeah. He needed more room yes. to swim. Yeah. So I brought him down here. Luckily there was no fighting with
1: a Lenardi. <laughs> uh, well, the one thing in this tank, there's so many lot. places to hide for a small yeah, fish. Yeah, but
2: it's surprisingly, even even with so much space, some fish
1: will fight. Well, you don't add yeah. a new fish in here very often. They'll fight. They'll fight each other somehow. Yeah. Do you acclimate them? You put them in a plastic box or you just dump them in? After you quarantine, of course.
2: No, they kind of get dumped in. After they're quarantined, they're eating, they're kind of healthy. They can take some beating.
0: Yeah.
2: That's my criteria. Yeah. If it takes some beating, if it can, it goes <laughs> yeah. in. It. it takes some beating. <laughs> if it can, you know it goes with the corals, in. too. They put you them know? in, they live, they're great,
1: <laughs> they don't. <It. laughs>
2: so, true. yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, if it can not take a beating, it's going to get beaten. Right. Right? Right. So, if it can't take any beating, then we're in trouble.
1: Right. Now, after the disaster five years ago, you also switched over your lights to LEDs from right. halides at about the same time, right? Right. So you've gone through second generation, and now you're on the fourth generation. I had the Gen 2 radions, yeah. and uh, last January,
2: like somewhere around there, I switched to the G4s. So
1: really
2: like those quite a bit. Um, running them at full 100% most of the time.
1: Now, do you want to uh, switch the lighting and show what you can do with just the blues on? Because yeah, from my I point do. of view, a lover of blue light, when he turns on just the blues, it is one of the most dazzling displays. <laughs> dazzling. Now, this is nice. It's just not dazzling. So let's be honest. <laughs> it's just to convince, no, it is. convince it, it, Mike it's nice. that all me. the colors he
2: sees in his tank
1: are here. <laughs> yep. That's, this is what I know, these are my corals. They look like my corals once he puts the blue lights on. There you go. There you go. I'll turn well, off everything just blue. Is this is what Mike's down. tank looks like. My tank is not this blue except in the morning. <laughs> Only in the morning and from 10.30 uh, to 11. Sit down there and get baked and look at the blue lights. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see how these corals look a lot more like the pictures we see. Under the blue, under the white light that he runs them on, the corals are growing and spectacular, but once you put the blue lights on, I don't know how well this is gonna transfer over to uh, the video, but if you saw this in person, the coloration is pretty impressive. I mean, these look like the corals that we see online all the time. Oh, I see the piece I gave you, it's doing good. Yeah, it's kind of red. Yeah, no, the one that's purple and red and yellow, yeah, but yeah,
2: give it some more time and it's, it's going to turn like the rest of them. No,
1: it isn't. Uh, it will, no, it will. In my tank, it has stayed that color. It
2: will. No,
1: no. <laughs> you just need to put more blue light on to keep those other colors. I got to take a picture of that too. <coughs> See you know, We've talked about this a, a lot. There's not much really you want to add. If there are, are there any other fish? I know another gem tang, but there's, are there any other fish or any other corals you'd really like to add to this tank? I'll move my gem tank down here at some point. Uh, well, now that they're getting more reasonably priced, I'm sure you're going to get another. Are there any odd angels or rasses? I wouldn't
2: mind a few more of the pygmy angels. Some of the different ones that are not that common. Okay. I want to pair up my uh, multibar. You probably got a trio. And uh, what else would I want in there? Oh, some other Jenny Canthus. I lost my, I used to have a trio of bellicin. Yeah. I only have the one female left now. Oh, okay. So that's, an, I need to add some of those. Okay. I think that's about it. I mean, I find some small fish, that, some dither fish you know, that just that yeah. hang around, and mm-hmm. they're kind of cool. Show themselves once in I'm a while. I'm surprised you don't
1: have any kupang damsels. The the vivid blue with the yellow. I do. I There's only the, one left now. Oh, okay. Because there used to be a bunch. I thought. No, I had
2: four of them in here, but over you know ten years they kind of
1: yeah.
2: Only one left now. They aged and died. Well,
0: or, speaking <laughs> of which, what's the oldest fish? The hippo.
2: The hippo has been in this tank ever since I set up the tank. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Saving Dory story, yeah, Sanjay actually the story saved Dory from to the pick toilet. Them
1: off, <laughs> picked them off of the floor here. Put him in the toilet, <laughs> took him out of the toilet, yeah, put him in the tank. And you talk talking about adding branks. I don't even want to go there, Sanjay. <laughs> hey, I'll do anything for a fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to save a life, I'll do anything.
1: Uh, that's right. <laughs> How many Bangai cardinals do you have? Two. Okay. I try to put more,
2: but they always end up as
1: two. Yeah, they always kill off all the.
2: And one of them is carrying babies most of the time. Yeah,
1: the male has them now, you yeah. can see. That's what I was asking. I never
2: see any survivors.
1: Well, with the rasses in here, as soon as they're spit out, it's food, so... Yeah,
2: I haven't seen them in the overflow or anywhere either. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Again, you can have
1: them. Tony sitting here at night with a net, scooping up the joculator eggs and the baby Bangai Cardinals. Tony, come on.
2: <laughs> Tony's got a
0: bad things, too. We'll try and breed Joculators if you want, but...
1: That's, that's where the money is. Breeding a clownfish, forget. You got joculators, tank bread. Just grow the algae. I'll do the rest. <laughs> algae
2: and copepods.
1: You do those, and I'll raise the fish. There you go.
2: That's the one. We got this
1: on tape now. <laughs> We're holding them to this. I can. they claim to the first pair of uh, tank-braised joculators. I was going my tank.
2: I think somebody will beat me to it. There are more accomplished breeders
1: out there Yeah. who can do a much better job than I can. That's what you should have done on your sabbatical year. You were on just off coming off sabbatical. That would have been your claim to fame. Nah. You would have been the <laughs> only two-time winner of Aquarist of the year for doing that. No, there are better. better people
2: who can bring this. <laughs>
1: equipment you'd want to put on this?
2: Uh, yeah. I would definitely want a alkalinity monitor.
1: That works. That has been my favorite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. That works. Exactly. There's a caveat yeah, to that. Yeah, there's there's, caveat, there's lots yeah. lots of alkalinity monitors out there. Unfortunately, they're iffy at best, Cause that's in, the in our
2: experience. Yeah, yeah. I had to make poor Tony drive from his house two hours away because... I had a problem with my custom reactor over the holidays.
1: Yep. (laughs) Now I know.
2: So that's the only one thing I worry about is alkalinity. Yep. Because you get a spike or a quick drop, that's the fastest way. I can do with anything else in the tank: high nitrates, high phosphates, low calcium, low magnesium. Doesn't cause a problem.
1: No, below alkalinity or high alkalinity that spikes. Alkalinity
2: jumping up and down.
1: Yeah. And, and oftentimes you don't see the problem right away. You see it no, two weeks, three weeks, a right. month, six right. weeks later, and you're going, "What caused the problem?" Well, you have to go back to that happened six weeks ago, and you don't think about it.
2: That's what we were thinking happened to my green color on the Montes.
1: <laughs> oh, you had an alkalinity? Yeah, because my
2: some reactor stopped oh, okay. working. Yep, the tube got uh, defective. It wasn't pumping water in, and alkalinity started to drop. Yeah, but this tank. It drops 2 dKH in a day.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, with how fast you grow everything. And you keep your alkalinity high. 10. That's high. (laughs) It's
2: not that high. Most people would consider 10 high. I've run it at 12, right? See, when I run it at 12, I've run to 14. You know? At 14, 15, you start to see the chalices start to croak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> start to slough off, yeah. But so I've had that happen at 12.
2: But some of the corals are getting colors that they, they don't have now. They should just use the blue you light. Know? It's easier to mess no, no, with the alkalinity. No, no. Mm-hmm. You take that green coral, the loripes. Yeah. that one had blue tips when the alkalinity was at 14.
1: Oh, really? It yeah. It's
0: yellow at
2: 14. And it's a little yellow and blue tips. Now it's all kind of green. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: back to solid green Yeah. at 10. So
2: yeah, you can manipulate some of the colors with some of these things. You know, you push them to the level of stress, yeah, and they start getting different colors. Sometimes.
1: Well, there's the ultra low nutrient. Yeah. There's also probably an ultra high nutrient level it that does the a, same not thing. Not just
2: nutrient level, ultra high alkalinity. Sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, people are always surprised when I tell them I run my LEDs at hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and you did it from day one. It's not right. like you yeah. gradually. Right. <laughs> they do have acclimation timers on these, you know that. Eh,
2: it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, there are some corals in here that when I get them and I put them, they bleach out for a while. Yeah. Because it's just way too much light for them. But they all come back. And then they come back and they can withstand that light. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Or they so die and not. you pick them off and throw them away. They,
2: they don't die from the lighting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they die from the lighting. <clears throat> And so now on, on the tank, you've added a couple things, though, since we were last showing this tank, meaning I'm pretty sure you Which have was when? Last About March. About a year-ish Last ago. March? Yeah, I think you have the um, Oh, I got algae. a bigger
2: reactor for the algae. Yeah, how do
0: yeah. you like You
1: that? got the Pax Bellum? The Pax Bellum. You got the bigger Pax Bellum. I got the
2: biggest one they make. And how does that for do for the keeping
1: uh, nitrates and phosphates? What are those levels like?
2: I don't usually check, but they're
1: on the higher side still. Point one, 0.1, 0.2, 0.5 for phosphate?
2: Phosphate is somewhere between 1.5 and point 0.2. Point 0.125
1: and 0.2. 0.125. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't want people thinking he keeps it at 1.25. No, that's no, a little no, high. No, that might be yeah. too much high. 0.125 and point one, 0.2. Five, point two. And nitrate's 10, 20.
2: Usually somewhere in the ten range.
0: Okay. And how, how often are you pruning, cropping, whatever you want to call it? Uh, how often does Tony come here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One, once a month. Once every two months.
2: No, it's usually it's on a cycle now. It's like I'll crop a third, a third, a third.
0: I'm sorry. With the reactor. Oh. Because. With the reactor? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the reactor, probably.
2: Two months you have to clean oh, okay. it. Okay, so not too
0: often then. What are
2: you yeah. taking
1: out, two-thirds of the cato and let yeah, it grow back? Actually, more than two-thirds. I leave a few wisps in <laughs> there. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Right. It's I mean, like it's full right know. now. It needs to be cleaned. Okay. There's no light coming out of that cato. Tony,
1: yeah. you've are you got a busy want, night ahead of it, right. we'll and you, You can open it, and you can take
2: a look and see what comes out of there. Right, right. Yeah, because after yeah. a while they become ineffective. Because we did that in, in January. Time. So six weeks ago
1: six weeks ago. Okay. And it's packed already. It's packed.
2: It's packed. That could be causing the monty stuff too. There's so many things that could be causing Yeah, it's all, know? as, no, as no, you no.
1: said, it's all plates on a stick. You, know, you gotta keep always, all the plates going on the stick by testing always, this and doing it's that.
2: It's always the last thing I do will fix it and that'll be it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, but as That's we said... That's what most people would do. But it's usually the but thing I you did too before because nothing changes like anything overnight. It always takes time. But you did this, okay, I didn't see it in a week, I'm going to try this. Well, what you did a week ago is now kicking in. Yeah. So it's, it's just something to keep in mind. Take your time doing changes and then document them.
0: See, I'm with Tony because those reactors, especially with the the macroalgae, if you don't constantly prune, they do nothing, right? Yeah. If they're not growing, then yeah, they're, they're not, not taking not nutrients out. out. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> see, See, now you sure. got to get
1: a composter for all the cater you're getting out there, right. compost it for your plants.
0: Right, <laughs> right.
2: You know, if I didn't feed that much and, you know, get my fish starved. Sure. Yeah. Get yeah. my yeah. coral starved. No, but that's that one of the things, thing. if you
1: look at the fish, they right. all have nice fat guts. None of them are skinny behind the head. I mean, yeah. when you keep fish this long and this healthy, yeah. obviously they're well fed. Because the other thing is, if you don't feed them, they start finding corals that they like to pick on. <laughs> Or yeah. clams or something. They'll always find something to eat. Sure,
0: sure. And then we were going back into so the pruning or the cropping of the tank, you're still doing that a lot, right? Because they're growing like weeds. Yeah, once it gets every to this three level. three months, we pretty much have to
2: prune parts of it. And generally, you know, i found if, you, if I prune too much at one time, mm-hmm. it causes a problem. It takes a little longer for the tank to.
1: What oh, Do you think it's from excess day. mucus being sloughed off and the corals being stressed or what do you think it's from? I don't from? know what it is from. Could be, you know, from that, uh,
2: just the dynamics change. Mm-hmm. So I just, I mean now we, if I would do it I would do one third, one third, one third. Or if you go to a frag swap and then you just take a whole
1: bunch from everywhere. Bunch of little pieces. Yeah,
2: but it's still not enough, you still have to do more than the
1: frag swap. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's why I'm here. <laughs> here with the cooler. Yep, and with a 500 gallon tank coming, lots of space. You should wait for
2: the tank to come and then get the big corals from
1: here. I just want the small corals and start them growing out, and then I'm used to what I'm doing.
2: Because
1: <laughs> I made room in the frag tank just for visiting today.
0: <laughs> okay. So we got 10 years, and then equipment wise, uh,
1: 20 years uh, skimmer, probably a two yeah. year on the Pax Bellum.
2: Yeah, I had the smaller one before that, which was you
1: know, it wasn't big enough for it this. wasn't always.
2: meant for this tank at all. Yeah. And how long <laughs> it was actually those? meant for my 55?
1: Uh-huh. But oh. 55, I, 500, uh, one it's decimal it's point.
2: Decimal <laughs> point. <It's laughs> so yeah. I was just running that here. And
1: the, the stock has been up for about a year.
2: Yeah, it's a little over a year. Yeah, because <laughs> I got mine. Mine yeah, started in May. Yeah, mine, I put mine in
1: January of last year. And yeah. the lights are, are a little over a year. A little over a year. And what else? Uh, Powerheads, basically yeah, still no. running primarily the same Vortex thing. and yeah. uh, the same a thing. gyre. Yeah, and you yeah but from what my estimate was, you basically are running sixty times the tanks' volume per hour. You're running roughly thirty thousand gallons, so that's sixty times. Because when I did an analysis of Masters tanks, you just had the highest flow by it's far. Still no, no. Yeah, and if you just. Look at the tank now with no fish,
2: it's, nothing moves. It's like stagnant.
1: I don't want to tell you this, but these are stony corals. They're not supposed you to be know, moving around.
2: Everything's <laughs> stagnant. That's the reason I put fish in there, lots of fish. Right. No, and but then, but then I, the I gave then you I still it. in and put some other moving stuff. The zenia mm-hmm. that I gave xenia. you is moving. Right? That's the mm-hmm. zenia that Tony told me was going to become zenia from hell.
1: I told you, Tony. Can't it, can't it stays in one not spot. Not it doesn't grow over the acros. It's going to zenia from hell.
0: You can't be right all the time.
1: Rosanna will disagree with you. She'll tell you I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're still my bride. We're still on our honeymoon. You're supposed to agree. <laughs> yeah, put a little torch coral oh, in there. The
2: yeah. <laughs> put a torch in there. That's it. There's only two things that I actually can move on their own.
1: Well, you have a, You still have some uh, gorgonians in the back.
2: Yeah, I moved them in the back. Yeah, and the gonies
1: move a little bit.
2: Yeah, I've been starting to add gonies now. These probably were not there last year. No, they weren't. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this one was there. It was small then. Yeah, I don't remember. It's grown one quite a bit in there. Yeah. And then I added a few others.
0: What is that yeah, the better? Duncan's look a little thinner.
2: Yeah, I took the whole chunk of colony yeah, out and I yeah. turned it back down to. So well, and you took all the there. paleothoas that were in yeah, there. Yeah, it was basically, to kill everybody. That's right. This was yeah. all full of yeah, the cinnamon, big cinnamon polyps. Yes. Yeah, there was enough there to wipe out
1: a whole town <laughs> yes. with paleotoxin. Yeah, yes. so
2: those are gone. Yes. Yeah. Did you give
1: them the, send them in a the box to somebody dry? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they got shipped out.
0: That's right. Somebody
1: actually took those? Yeah. They sell them? No, I know. It just mark? amazes
0: it's, uh, me. Stuff? No, I know. You, I you can have...
2: sell them for 10 bucks a polyp if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. So, the, so the big question is, you know, what about that coral about your newly, newly wedded bride?
1: Ah, we have the Rosanna coral, the one named after my bride. And Sanjay has the only piece of it. Really? Hold yes, so I'm, I'm getting a piece today. Okay, it's well, expensive. Coral. It's an expensive well, coral, so Sanjay. He's, he's gonna pay me for that <laughs> one frag.
0: <fraction. laughs> first, first gonna first. Pay me a whole bunch well, of money for that all. one frag. What is it called? It's
1: called the Rosanna Acropora. So it, it is,
0: it's the only one on the planet, as we understand it today.
1: Sanjay's the only one that has it, as far as I know. Okay.
0: Mike collected
1: it apparently in Fiji. Okay. David to Sanjay. As usually kills this coral. I killed the
2: coral. <laughs> I'm the only one who
1: kept so, it alive.
2: Okay. This
1: is why. This is why I always tell everyone. Bank your corals with someone you trust. <laughs> there it is.
0: Okay. And so for now, we'll see. Next time we'll come back, we'll see if you still have it. Uh, he still still okay. have it. Okay. Have it. So let's keep it there. And right now we're going to say it's priceless, just like his wife. Yeah. Even my wife
1: is more so than a coral, which Good I've never answer, said before. Mike. This is the first time I've ever seen Mike
0: pay me for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And make sure you keep but that. But as you
1: see, mind. three quarters of these corals eventually came from my tank, so it's... But Sanjay's done better with them than I have because he keeps them alive. I'm constantly tinkering, which is one of my shortcomings. On the five hundred, I think I have it down to a science. I'm not going to tinker. That's the that's the key. Leave them in place, and, leave and them in let place, him let them go.
0: Hold it, hold it. I have you on video saying I'm not going to overstock. And no, I will I'm overstock. Not that's,
1: I'm not no, I'm not going to tinker. Overstock. People some people consider this overstocked, but 90% of these corals started as little frags, and Sanji just grows them out as, as good as anyone. I'm going to do pretty much the same thing like I did with my 1,200 and previous 540. Just let them grow, let them go. I have pretty much, most many of the corals I've ever wanted are sitting in the frag tank growing out. I'm going to get rid of some of the big things that aren't that exciting, uh, like some of the seriatoporas, like some of the stilophoras. I don't have any of those in here. Some they going to do fast. Yeah, 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 some of, the, yeah, some of too them on tipper. To Yeah, some of them on temporary caps, things like that aren't going to go into the 500. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be more room for quote-unquote exotic things and interesting things and colorful things. Not that I don't like those corals, but they grow too fast. I'm trying to make this tank so I don't have to do constant work on it. Sanjay doesn't have to do constant pruning on it. If he wants to prune today or next week or next month, it'll be fine. But if you're growing a cap that suddenly starts growing over things, or up and around and over top of it, which is one of the things they love to do in my tank. I'm not going to have that happening anymore, because I notice and I go, "Uh uh-oh, it's 11 o'clock at night, it's time to do it, next thing I know it's 2 in the morning because I'm pruning a stupid coral because I've seen it starting to grow over something. Sanjay doesn't have those issues for the most part.
0: And so we've got that on tape, and we'll just make sure that we on tape that I actually gave his money.
2: That's right, it's recorded, it's documented. I don't sell corals to Mike, nope. and he doesn't sell it to me either. So. No, that's right. We've, we've traded millions the, of dollars of corals with one another. This is what makes us old-time reefers.
1: Yeah, this is the, the reefers code. We still believe in trading and banking with our friends and, and laughing and having fun doing this. Uh, it's not a business, it's, it's an adventure with us. We still take our road trips, and pretty much we laugh the whole time we're on the road trip. The
2: other day I heard somebody in a talk
1: called me an old-school
2: reefer, and I felt like asking them, what is
1: that? That's someone that still <laughs> trades with people, doesn't do this for money, and it's still a hobby. You know? Which, unfortunately for a lot of people, it's become a business, and I understand that, because there's more demand in the hobby now than there's ever been. So anything that's beautiful like this, there's a demand for, but in the old days, when we him and I used to give talks, we used to go give the talk, then afterwards, they would take us around the tanks, and I'd go, okay, I'd take a frag of that and a frag of that, you come out with fifteen or twenty frags, and that's how things spread. Now, uh, now if I give you a frag of that and a frag of
2: that and a frag of that, that's only up to a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, right. Or if they yeah. gave them to us, they'd want a thousand bucks after we gave the talk. So we still trade with people. Uh, yeah, for, I still have a
2: lot of good friends that. Yeah, we have, are also
1: old school reefers. Have, right. What's funny is the last time we were driving, we were talking about how many friends in the hobby we both have that we've had now for over twenty years. Right. There's a lot of people that have dropped out, which we also discussed. But we still have a lot of quote-unquote right. old-timer friends that have been in this hobby for 20 years that we can still trade and do stuff with and that we still yeah. talk to. And if we have a problem, we give them a call because everybody knows a little bit about something. Mm-hmm. And as long as you share with one another, you don't have major catastrophes. I mean, unless the heater goes or the chiller goes, right. and now that we're running LEDs, the chiller isn't quite as much of a problem or, as it used to be.
2: Or a hurricane hits and you lose power. Yeah. sure. We all have
1: We all have generators now and we all understand why we don't want to have alkalinity spikes, all the things that used to cause a lot more catastrophes, or acro-eating flatworms, or in my case, giving people montebreeding eating nudibranchs, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> sure there's, there's, there's a lot of ways, a lot of things that we all do to look out for each other. And that's the other thing, and the old-school reefers still look out for one another. And that, that's sort of what makes it still a lot more fun for us, and unfortunately I see a lot of people don't have quite the fun that we do doing this.
0: I think that's why the videos kind of do so well with YouTube, right? You yeah. You can still have fun and people get that.
1: Well, we don't take this particularly seriously. This is our hobby. I mean, right. we're both it's, curing cancer for our real job, it's so. It's a serious hobby, but it's <laughs> yeah. fun. No, it's a serious so It's expensive. It's I mean, time consuming. It's serious, you know, because you're dealing with life. Yeah, and we, we, every time you lose a coral or a fish, you feel bad about it. Right. And you're like, you know, what did I do? And you try to backtrack and figure out what you did wrong. I mean, and then you feel the stupid things, like you have a space this open, and if three fish jump a fish through the space, and you're going, how can they possibly find that? It's frustrating. But we then know, okay, I'm gluing this thing shut forever. Or a coral falls on another one. You know not to let those two corals sit on one another. Where you, At times in the past, when we were younger, you'd be lazy. Oh, I'll get it tomorrow. Well, something yeah, starts. and Yeah, you know, at
2: times, like, see that one back there? There's like a dead spot there. Yeah. Those two corals are touching, and they've been touching for a long time, and I think finally it got to the point
1: where one killed the other. Part
2: of it just went, right? And it's not right. like it's killing the whole thing; just that part died. Right, and <laughs> it, probably, it stopped. So yeah, if I'd been more diligent, I should have cut away around it, you know, all that. But it's only a matter of time before I'm cutting it again a few weeks from now one of those things that at some point needs heavy pruning, or you live with part of it dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
0: fine. Right. Yeah. Right. So but that's you know, when, when the I was here. Maturity brings. <laughs> but as I said, when I was here in November,
1: he had had a lot of corals that were fighting. The tank wasn't where it had, is now. But then a month later, where he cl- cleared up all the dead stuff, it looked spectacular again. And they grow in so fast in this tank. I remember. I remember when your pearlberry was no bigger than the tip of my pinky. Yeah. And that's roughly 18 months ago. So, and I mean, I have pictures of it from 18 months ago showing how fast you can grow something or how fast he can grow something.
2: Yeah, I got that one from, I can't remember the guy's name, I feel bad now, Uh, but Arizona. Yeah. I was giving a talk there and went and visited this guy's tank and he had this nicest colony of blueberry and he gave me a frag. Mm Mm-hmm. I brought it back and
1: Yeah, that's what it's going into because you you cleared off this whole section to put in these frags. Yeah. Like this green piece down here, I also gave you. Yeah. It was they, a piece I hand collected in Fiji. It was
2: growing too fast.
1: 14 years ago.
2: But sometimes strange things happen, right? Yeah. The coral was growing so fast in here.
1: They overshadowed themselves. It becoming
2: invasive. I chopped it off and saved a small piece and got rid of the rest. And now that little small piece is not growing as fast. I just right. decided, no, it's, I'm, I'm not happy. You cut me out. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to grow for you anymore. I'm done. (laughs) It's like they do have a mind of their own sometimes.
1: Well, that's the thing. They'll all be growing fast, and all of a sudden they'll stop. And you think of, what did I do to change things, or what's different? And sometimes it's as simple as just cleaning your lights. I mean, a lot of us neglect little small things. And something as simple as that, I mean, because I've run a PAR meter and found I had 25% less light because my lights were dirty.
2: I mean, obviously, they can't keep growing forever. Otherwise, every single coral in the ocean would be the size of this room, or larger, right? So they must have
1: some limits to growth. But that also gets us into the point, do they reach a point where they start getting, instead of growth, they put that energy into reproduction. Because I'm sure you've probably had some corals reproduce in here. You Not just haven't seen it. it. Not that I've seen yeah. it. Yeah.
2: But if, say, you'd put I mean, three different colonies. I found eggs colonies. one time in corals. I mean, I snapped one, one time, and we did see eggs. So I didn't know it was eggs. Yeah. I just thought it was like blood. Like red stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like that's but cool. yeah. so you have a I took of a picture of it. Right. Yeah, and then one day I was showing it to somebody. Oh, that's really actually the eggs forming there. Hmm. So Would well, like, it be
1: interesting to see if those Oregon torts, which potentially could be from two different corals, although they're probably no, they from the, are the original. They're the same. They're from the original same mother colony. Because I
2: got those from Ken. Oh, okay. And uh,
1: so it's it is the same coral. Okay, so it's not going to reproduce. No, they will re- They could reproduce, produce eggs, and they produce stuff. eggs, but they're not going to f- no. self fertilize. No. Yeah. So you need to get another colony from somewhere else that isn't from there, but are they all? I really haven't put the
2: effort into getting the tank to the point where they'll spawn. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take some work. Well, then you'd have have to manipulate the light, block it, and feed it. Manipulate the temperature. Yeah. And a lot of feeding. A lot more nutrients. Which kind of would make things difficult. Uh, But yeah. So what's
0: in store for the next ten years?
2: I'm very tempted to start playing with the spawning of the corals. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get serious about it. Yeah, I would have to put a black cloth here, you know, make sure it
1: mm-hmm. manages the light. And or you thing. could just black out that over there. Yeah,
2: I could black out that too. Yeah. yeah. And then start adjusting all my times to match mm-hmm. some. Yeah, because I'm sure you read samples. Jamie's paper based yeah, on what he Jamie's did. Yeah, I read Jamie's paper, and I'll just basically follow what Jamie is doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: because he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's do, to able to get them to spawn. Right. Not just once a year, but as, pretty much as often as he wants. So, so it when can you be done,
2: f- mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's not keeping a reef tank while he's doing it. Right. Right? Yeah,
1: he's right. growing the corals, he's feeding the corals them. Corals and he's, he's and grazing tanks them specifically.
2: Are designed around heavy feeding of the corals. He's got bare bottoms. His corals are raised off the bottom. Well, you
1: could actually just set up a yeah, tank you know, in the, the back, back just so for growing them to the spawn and doing it that way rather than doing it in your reef tank.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you have enough to frags Maybe to break
1: stuff something. off and grow it out. Yeah, another tank. I'm no. <laughs> eh. um, kind of, you know, this is enough. It's <laughs> never enough. You know that.
2: But. I'll manipulate this once a little bit and see what happens.
0: So... But then there's
2: a risk, right? If they all spawn, I mean... Yeah, if they, they all spawn, to, what would you, you gonna, do with that right. much... you going to crash my tank? And you're going to thumb the enough. skimmer
1: out into the backyard. it
2: Definitely, could good mess up my
1: tank. Yeah, that's why I say a separate tank that you can manipulate more,
2: because that's basically
1: what he does. Yeah. I mean, you overfeed, turn it off, and just let the feed circulate, then dump it into a filtration tank, then dump it back in. Hmm? Yeah. Right? No, I'm not thinking this. I have enough ideas. I'm not thinking of doing a spawning tank. Today.
2: Come on
0: <laughs>
1: now. No, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying
2: ever, I'm saying maybe, no. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe he's thinking of a different kind of spawning now. Maybe he's thinking of a different kind of spawning no, now. Now that he's mad he's That's thinking of a different kind of spawning. No, no. no, no.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. The 500-gallon tank is enough. <laughs> yep. So... So the next time, else? so the next time we come here, do you think that's going to be uh, a spawning
2: thing? No, no, no. I'll play with this a little bit and yeah. see.
1: Uh,
2: well, what you can do is just manipulate a few
1: things and see if you start to get eggs in the branches. Well, that's
2: what I tried one time. I tried to break a few branches and see if there were eggs in there, but we didn't see
1: any. Because I mean, part of Jamie's hypothesis, you have to have a large enough colony. Obviously, well, there's a lot of colonies that you are have enough it. colonies that are big enough. Yeah. That if they would stop going to growth and start going to reproduction, they would be right. relatively easy to test.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So, again, for the, for the next 10 years, for I you. You could get brave with fish in here.
1: Yeah, yeah. breed the joculators. I just breed. Yeah. I
2: start putting risky fish in here huh? coral eating fish, uh. <laughs> yeah. polyp eaters. I'm surprised you didn't put any of the orange spots. I had them for a while. And they didn't live? Well, the one, one started losing weight. The other one was
1: fine.
2: Yeah. Because I don't really care about polyp extension anyway. I don't have much great polyp extension on the corals anyway.
1: Yeah, I remember when you had a ton of polyp extension. We couldn't no, even see I the get, colors on the corals. Mm-hmm, I never get that much. No, this is, this is probably like seven, eight years ago. You had a lot of millipores, and they were uh, always. The like millies always have that. They were like furry little bushes. The millies always have that. Yeah.
2: But most of the others, I mean, they're not, yeah, yeah, you, you can even
1: see the two millies, millies up there. still. So yeah, yeah the millies, millies have
2: a little bit of polyp extension. This one always does. They uh Florida. Yeah. Uh, but like some of these other ones, you barely see the polyps in the daytime. Yeah, at night. They come at night and they're like, Ooh, all the folks are out. Now, are you feeding these
1: corals at all? Directly? At uh, night? Are you throwing anything uh, in? Amino acids? I have some sample feeds I
2: got, like from, uh, what's this? The Reefroids. Mm-hmm. I have those. So, so you once did, in a while, I'll throw it in there? Once a week? Once every two weeks? Uh, you know, it means nothing is on us. No, I know that. That's, that's why I'm, I'm doing general. A, I didn't say on that a regular basis, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll go one day, I'll come in and go, ah, I actually feed today. and I put some in. Yeah. But yeah, i thrown that stuff in. You know, maybe it does something. I've got really cool
1: sponge growths. Underneath the rocks and yeah. in the now sun?
2: In the, the overflow, there's this beautiful big sponge that's grown.
1: I have that blue one from you that's grown like crazy. It grows I, in spirals. Yeah, that one You don't like in. that one. Not anymore. You don't have any? You used to like it. I still have it in the overflow.
2: But no, the other sponge is the true sponge sponge.
1: The bulky, thick sponge, yeah. not the spirally sponge. Yeah. The reddish or the yellowish? No, it's yellowish. Yeah.
2: You can see in the back.
1: Okay.
2: It's about this tall now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice little shape to it. The sump is yeah. full of yellow sponge yeah. and other, other things. Well, as I, so as partly I, if I, when I feed like, these micro particles of food. Mm hmm. I'm not thinking about feeding the corals as much as, as the sponges. As I'm like, maybe some of these other microfauna that's living around might benefit from it.
1: Right. Well, also so by benefiting the sponges, the they t- tend to slough off, and some, some of the stuff, stuff that they slough on, off, supposedly some of the corals eat. So you could be. Right. I mean, there's the so f- much, f- so much interplay. Yeah. Because I, in my own experience, I found my tanks do much better when I have sponge growth than when I have minimal sponge growth. I mean, my corals will only really take off once I'm seeing sponges.
2: Well, it's part of the, t- the tank has been mature enough to support the sponges.
1: Yeah, so you know, sure. I mean, Steve well, Tyree wrote that me, thing on cryptic sponges a long time ago. With my
2: tank, with no filter socks and stuff, there's enough particulate stuff floating around. Yeah, that I'm sure the sponges benefit from that. Right. Yeah, and also while you have
1: a good skimmer, it's not a crazy skimmer that's sucking everything out of the tank. I mean, you're, you're not running an oversized skimmer like a lot of us do. I don't think there's any such thing as an oversized
2: skimmer, but that's a different argument.
0: <laughs> we'll save that for next time. <laughs> and on that note, that's probably a good place to cut it. We'll be back. Right, yes, okay. so we will. Thank you, gentlemen, okay. for your time. Let's go look Thanks, at the sponges. You. Thank you. Yeah, let's go look at the sponges. Let's go Let's go look at the sponges.